Dario Paz is a very intense man. Even at the ripe old age of 80, he uh, still retains a sense of uh, indignation about all sorts of subjects. He's a very passionate figure. And as that, you always pay attention to this kind of histrionic way of being in the literary world. He's what every writer should be, and very few are. He's engaged in the everyday business of being a citizen, both of Mexico and of the world. Hablamos porque somos mortales. Las palabras no son signos, son años. Octavio Paz at the Poetry Center in 1990. The translator is Elliot Weinberger. Al decir lo que dicen los nombres que decimos, dicen tiempo. Nos dicen, somos nombres del tiempo. Conversar es humano. We talk because we are mortal. Words are not signs, they are years. Saying what they say, the names we speak say time, they say us. We are the names of time. To talk is human. Octavio Paz is one of many leading poets who have appeared at the Poetry Center of the 92nd Street Y in New York City. Poets like T.S. Eliot, William Carlos Williams, and Pablo Neruda have read their work at the center since 1939. Now, WNYC New York Public Radio and the Unterberg Poetry Center collaborate to celebrate these poets. With this series, the Poetry Center opens its archives. With these recordings and the shared memories of friends and colleagues, the poet's voice honors Octavio Paz. I'm Blair Brown. Friends and colleagues of Octavio Paz read from his 1956 essay on poetics, The Bow and the Lyre. Poetry is knowledge, salvation, power, abandonment, an operation capable of changing the world. Poetic activity is revolutionary by nature. A spiritual exercise, it is a means of interior liberation. Poetry reveals this world. It creates another. Bread, Bread of the chosen, accursed food. It isolates, it unites. Invitation to the journey, return, return to, the, to homeland. the homeland. Octavio Paz has been writing for more than 60 years. His body of work is expansive. More than 20 books of poetry and 25 books of prose on an array of subjects from literature, aesthetics, and the visual arts, to politics, Eastern philosophy, and cultural anthropology. His 1950 prose portrait of the Mexican national character, The Labyrinth of Solitude, remains an international classic. Octavio Paz has been called the greatest living Mexican poet, essayist, and intellectual. By linking European literary traditions with a Mexican sensibility, Paz has helped make Latin American poetry a dominant force in international literature. At age 80, living in the teeming heart of Mexico City, Paz continues to write and publish prolifically. 
1990, Octavio Paz spoke to an overflow audience at the Poetry Center, just days before winning the Nobel Prize for Literature. There is a line by a Chilean poet, Widobro, that is a good definition of, of uh, creativity. In this moment, the earth is producing a tree. I think every moment the earth is producing trees, producing different things, marvelous things. Insects, stars, poems, words, many other things. He thinks himself as a translator when he writes poetry. Mexican writer Alberto Ruiz Sanchez. Translator of what? Translator of what the stones or the wind or the trees says. Entre irse y quedarse, duda el día, enamorado de su transparencia. Between going and staying, read by Paz's friend, writer Dory Ashton. Between going and staying, the day wavers in love with its own transparency. The circular afternoon is now a bay where the world in stillness rocks. All is visible and all elusive. All is near and can't be touched. Paper, book, pencil, glass rest in the shade of their names. Time throbbing in my temples repeats the same unchanging syllable of blood. The light turns the indifferent wall into a ghostly theater of reflections. I find myself in the middle of an eye, watching myself in its blank stare. The moment scatters. Motionless, I stay and go. I am a pause. Se disipa el instante. Sin moverme, yo me quedo y me voy. Soy una pausa. Octavio Paz was born in 1914 during the Mexican Revolution. He spent his childhood in the small village of Miscoac near Mexico City. Paz is mestizo of mixed Mexican Indian and European ancestry. As the son of a lawyer and the grandson of a novelist, Paz became a voracious reader at an early age. Paz left his university studies in Mexico City to work with Mayan peasants in Yucatan. Then, in 1937, at the outbreak of the Spanish Civil War, he immediately sided with the Republican cause and went to Spain to attend the Second International Congress of Anti-Fascist Writers. There, he met many of the prominent writers of the time, Pablo Neruda, César Vallejo, Stephen Spender, and W.H. Auden among them. Octavio Paz spent many months in Spain writing and publishing poems. Paz's experiences in Spain challenged his political ideas and made him believe in a writer's need to take an independent stance. At the Poetry Center in 1990, Paz described visiting the Madrid front, the city was a battlefield where different sides of the same building could be occupied by opposing forces. And then we could hear sometimes the, talking them. And then when I hear the other side talking, I was felt something very sad, very depressed, a strange feeling, because I discovered that these people who were facing me, I could not see them, but I hear their voices, were my enemies but they have human voices as myself. Then I found that all this fighting perhaps was an absurdity. I found that real fraternity implies that you must accept that your enemy is also human. 
Elliot Weinberger has translated Paz's poetry into English for more than 25 years. Here, he reads from the long poem in the middle of this phrase. Your story is history, fate masked as freedom, errant, orbitless star, a game we all play without knowing the rules, a game that no one wins, a game without rules, the whim of a speculative god, a man turned into a stuttering god. Our oracles are aphasic, our prophets seers with glasses, history a coming and going with no beginning and no end. Octavio Paz began a lifelong search for a way to write poetry that was allied to history but not limited by the political dogmas of the time. In the 1940s, Paz began a nearly 30-year career in the Mexican diplomatic service. His years as a diplomat living outside of Mexico gave him insights into the workings of international politics and exposed him to the works of writers around the world. In the United States, Paz discovered the American poets T.S. Eliot and Ezra Pound, whose works were a poetic collage of myth, history, everyday events, and private visions. Then, in Paris, he discovered surrealism. El surrealismo ha sido la manzana de fuego en el árbol de la sintaxis. Surrealism has been the apple of fire on the tree of syntax. El surrealismo ha sido la camelia de ceniza entre los pechos de la adolescente poseída por el espectro de Orestes. Surrealism has been the camellia of ash between the breasts of the girl possessed by the ghost of Orestes. Surrealism has been the dish of lentils that the glance of the prodigal son transforms into the smoking feast of the cannibal king. Surrealism has been the bomb for Fierabras that erases the signs of original sin in the navel of language. Surrealism has been the spit on the host and the carnation of dynamite in the confessional and the open sesame to the bank vaults and the iron bars of asylums. De los manicomios. El surrealismo ha sido la bota de siete leguas de los escapados. Surrealism has been the seven league boots of those who escape from the prisons of dialectical reason and Tom Thumb's hatchet that chops through knots of the poisonous vines that cover the walls of the petrified revolutions of the 20th century. Surrealism has been this and this, and this. El surrealismo ha sido esto y esto y esto. Octavio Paz and Elliot Weinberger read excerpts from Paz's poem, This and This and This. For Paz, the rebellious energy and imagination of surrealism were more than an aesthetic school or artistic style. They were a moral renewal. Among the many avant-garde movements in Paris at the time, Paz embraced surrealism for its ethics and for the vitality of its founder, André Breton. As a young art critic, Dory Ashton first met Octavio Paz in Mexico City in the 1950s. They have had a lively friendship and correspondence ever since. The surrealists had, uh, they maybe were the last people in the 20th century who had a tendency to faith and faith is something that a poet has to have to work with. And Octavio still has it. 
And he still believes that the word is magical and he makes it magical. Surrealist gestures, elements of chance and paradoxes flourish in Paz's poetry. But this bringing together of opposites is also a very Mexican trait. In the Nahuatl language of the Aztecs, gods have names like smoking mirror or burning water, and poetry is described as flower and song. Play, work, work. ascetic activity. Ascetic. Play, work, ascetic activity. Confession, innate experience. Vision, Vision music, symbol. Analogy. Analogy. The poem is a shell that echoes the music of the world, and meters and rhymes are merely correspondences, echoes of the universal harmony. Paz is a poet of phrases more than narratives. His poems can seem like a litany of images, or, as he has said, the resurrection of presences. Octavio Paz and Elliot Weinberger reading at the Poetry Center of the 92nd Street Y in 1974. Now I will read rather short poems, really very short. And they are as little balloons made of words. As soon as I will say it, they will disappear. La exclamación. Quieto. No en la rama, en el aire, no en el aire, en el instante, el colibrí. Exclamation. Quiet, not on the branch, in the air, not in the air, in the moment, hummingbird. Poet Mark Strand has known Octavio Paz for more than 20 years. There's a kind of telegraph ease Paz writes in sometimes, these little phrases that come out. And I think the, what the reader does is construct a poem around them where you feel that you're being given the, the ingredients for a meal that your own imagination is sort of cooking. Daybreak. <clears throat> Hands and lips of wind, heart of water, a eucalyptus, campground of the clouds, the life that is born every day the death that is born every life. I rub my eyes, the sky walks the land. Madrugada al raso, los labios y las manos del viento, el corazón del agua, un eucalipto, el campamento de las nubes, la vida que nace cada día, la muerte que nace cada vida. Froto mis párpados. El cielo anda en la tierra. Octavio Paz has always been intrigued with the neighboring ideas of love, eroticism, and sexuality. The language of eroticism is present throughout his work. Key words in Paz's poetic vocabulary are mirror, mask, net, incarnation, and love. One word Paz particularly cherishes is la palabra, the word itself, which Paz often uses as a feminine presence in his poems. Paz's diplomatic career took him to Japan, and then in 1962 to India, where he became the Mexican ambassador. There, he met and married a French woman, Marie-José Tremini. 
Paz's deeply sensual images, joined with the Buddhist and tantric philosophy he was studying, gave his poems an almost mystical tone. The long poem Blanco, meaning white or blank, is one of Paz's great love poems. It's also his great experimental poem of the 1960s. Blanco is a schematic poem in the form of a mandala, a diagram of the self and the universe used as an Indian meditation technique. Originally, Blanco was printed on a single sheet of paper that unfolded vertically to reveal the sections of the text. Reading Blanco becomes a ritual, a journey with several possible routes. It is one of Paz's most demanding poems and one of his most erotic. At the Poetry Center in 1974, Octavio Paz read sections from Blanco. En el muro, la sombra del fuego, llama rodeada de leones. En el fuego, tu sombra y la mía, leona en el circo de las llamas, ánima entre las sensaciones. El fuego On the wall, the shadow of the fire, flames surrounded by lions. In the fire, your shadow and mine, lioness in the circus of the flames, soul among sensations. The fire unties you and ties you, bread, grail, coal, fruits of flares, girl, the senses open, you laugh naked in the magnetic night, in the gardens of the flame, the passion of the compassionate call. Muchacha, los sentidos se abren, tú ríes, desnuda en la noche magnética, en los jardines de la llama, la pasión de la brasa compasiva. In 1968, Octavio Paz resigned his post as ambassador to India to protest the Mexican government's massacre of student demonstrators in Mexico City. When he returned to Mexico in the early 70s, after nearly 20 years of living abroad, he found it transformed by technological progress, capitalism, and a corrupt government. Paz's return to Miscoac was a sorrowful homecoming. His childhood village had been completely swallowed up by the expansion of Mexico City. In the poem Vuelta, Return, Paz expresses shock and outrage at the degradation of his village. The text contains some of Paz's most violent images. Arquitecturas paralíticas, barrios encallados, jardines en descomposición, paralytic architectures, stranded districts, rotting municipal gardens, deserted lots, mounds of saltpeter, camps of urban nomads, cans, shingles, plastic, sanitary napkins, thoroughfares of scars, alleys of living flesh, funeral parlors, whores, pillars of vain night, wait by the coffin's show window. In the drifting bar at dawn, the enormous mirror thaws. The solitary drinkers contemplate the disillusion of their faces. Octavio Paz's fame and reputation in Mexico are unrivaled. Yet, ironically, within Mexico, he is known as much for his political ideas as he is for his poetry. Paz is a polemical figure. He has criticized the Mexican one-party political system, yet himself is not a member of the opposition party. 
His outspokenness on political issues and his insistence on taking an independent stance has often caused him conflicts with other Mexican intellectuals, with the press, or even with the public. Alberto Ruiz Sanchez. He's a, a very important figure in Mexican life. And in Mexico, as we are a pyramidal society, we always let people climb the pyramid passing them through the table of sacrifices. <laughs> and he has been there many, many times. Voice of the people, language of the chosen. Word of the solitary. Pure and impure. Sacred and damned. Popular and of the minority. Collective and personal. Naked and clothed. Spoken, painted, written. It shows every, every face, face, but there are those who say that it has no face. The poem is a mask that hides the void. The poem is a mask that hides the void, a beautiful proof for the superfluous grandeur of every human work. Enrico Mario Santi is the author of an intellectual biography of Octavio Paz. I was very struck by how incongruous Paz looks. Incongruous and at the same time beautiful. On the one hand, he has the face of a mestizo. But then, if you look closely, he has the sweetest blue eyes one can see, who will look at you with a kind of enamored look even though he may be just debating you, <laughs> or he may be telling you the most awful things. Personal identity is one of Paz's constant themes. Paz has recast himself in his poems throughout his life. He has said that writing poetry is like walking a tightrope between biographical fiction and reality. El otro se inventó una cara. Detrás de ella vivió murió y resucitó muchas veces. Su cara hoy tiene las arrugas de esa cara. Sus arrugas no tienen cara. The other. He invented a face for himself. Behind it, he lived, died, and was resurrected many times. His face today has the wrinkles of that face. His wrinkles have no face. I more or less think of it as uh, the kind of poems that you dream your way through. A poetry of the instant, of the moment, and also a poetry of meditation. It's the clearest expression of the most complicated attitudes we have. One of Octavio Paz's most evocative pieces is the lyric poem, As One Listens to the Rain. In many ways, the poem is a summary of all of Paz's themes. The melancholy tone and the repetitive refrain echo the sound of rain to create a poem where words are as potent as nature. Óyeme como quien oye llover, ni atenta ni distraída, pasos leves, llovizna, agua que es aire, aire que es tiempo. As one listens to the rain is read here in English by Mark Strand. Listen to me as one listens to the rain, not attentive, not distracted, light footsteps, thin drizzle, water that is air, air that is time, the day is still leaving, the night has yet to arrive, 
Figurations of mist at the turn of the corner, figurations of time at the bend in this pause. Listen to me as one listens to the rain without listening. Hear what I say with eyes open inward to sleep with all five senses awake. It's raining, light footsteps, a murmur of syllables, air and water, words with no weight. What we were and are, the days and years, this moment, weightless time and heavy sorrow, listen to me as one listens to the rain. Wet asphalt is shining, steam rises and walks away, night unfolds and looks at me. You are you and your body of steam, you and your face of night, you and your hair unhurried lightning. You cross the street and enter my forehead, footsteps of water across my eyes. Listen to me as one listens to the rain, the asphalt shining, you cross the street. It is the mist wandering in the night. It is the night asleep in your bed. It is the surge of waves in your breath. Your fingers of water dampen my forehead. Your fingers of flame burn my eyes. Your fingers of air open eyelids of time. A spring of visions and resurrections. Listen to me as one listens to the rain. The years go by. The moments return. Do you hear your footsteps in the next room? Not here, not there. You hear them in another time that is now. Listen to the footsteps of time. Inventor of places with no weight. Nowhere, listen to the rain running over the terrace. The night is now more night in the grove. Lightning has nestled among the leaves. A restless garden adrift, go in. Your shadow covers this page. The poem is about imagining the birth of a poem, really. I think there's a figure at the end whose shadow is leaning over the page. Well, that's the figure of the writer who's finishing the poem. It is an incantation. But it's so inviting. It's a poem that says, come inside, where you will find poetry. And you come inside and you realize that the coming in was the poem. La noche ya es más noche en la arboleda, en los follajes ha anidado el rayo, vago jardín a la deriva, entra. Tu sombra cubre esta página. For Octavio Paz, poetry cannot be reduced to any other experience. He has called poetry that vital extravagance, a bridge between the human condition of solitude and the mystical experience of communion, constantly moving between these two poles of human existence. Poetry for Paz is a way of reconciling opposites, word and meaning, passion and reason, society and the individual. Poetry is a subversive force, and a liberating one, in the search for wholeness in the modern world. The Poet's Voice was produced by WNYC New York Public Radio from recordings made at the Unterberg Poetry Center of the 92nd Street Y in New York City. This series was developed by director Carl Kirchway and managing director Melissa Hammerley of the Unterberg Poetry Center and by special projects director Allison Chernow and managing director Larry Orfeli of WNYC Radio. The poetry consultant is J.D. McClatchy, with thanks to Enrico Mario Santi. Research assistance by Nina Sonnenberg.
This program was written and produced by Donna Gallers. Series producer is Lauren Krenzel. Post-production engineer, Edward Haber. Project manager is Eileen Delahunty. This series has been funded by a major grant from the Lila Wallace Reader's Digest Fund. Additional support for this program is provided by National Public Radio member stations and NPR, whose contributors include the National Endowment for the Arts. Thanks also to Eva Ustan. This has been a co-production of WNYC New York Public Radio and the Unterberg Poetry Center of the 92nd Street Y. I'm Blair Brown. And I was for a moment diaphanous, a wind that stops, turns on itself, and is gone. Y fui por un instante diáfano, viento que se detiene, gira sobre sí mismo y se disipa. This is NPR, National Public Radio.